Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. You don't know what that is? It means I have victory over my enemy. So if you got victory over your enemy, be loud. Pretend you're at the Super Bowl right now. On three, one, two, three. Let's do that today. Let's be loud and engaged. And here's the thing. And I'm going to start off with this before I get into that stuff. The reason I'm going for Kansas City is really Holly's fault. And I'm going to tell you this. You didn't know this, right? I, was, I, was a, I love Philadelphia Eagles. I loved them. Loved them. Then... Right, me and Holly start dating, and her ex was a devout Philadelphia Eagles fan, so then I had to hate him. And so Philadelphia loses today, and he cries. It makes me a little happy. And so, it shouldn't bring me joy, I know, but it does. Anyway, out there, give a big hand clap to those that are watching us on podcast and vidcast and whatever cast it is right now. We're so excited that you joined us. Don't forget to like, share. I can see the camera. Share. And subscribe. I've never seen it before. I just used to stare, and hopefully I was staring at the right place. And uh, don't forget to do that. You know, you don't know a difference you can make in somebody's life by simply hitting share, and God will navigate this message right in front of the right person at the right time so it makes a difference in their life. So I encourage you to do that. Don't forget about our daily Bible study that we have. You should see how big they have to have those numbers. Don't have to have it that big anymore. I can see it. I'm a, I'll talk about my eyes all day because God is so good to me. God loves me so much. See, the numbers are this big, but they don't have to be now. I can actually see the time on the bottom. And uh, so me and my brother do a, wake, uh, a daily Bible show. It's a number one daily Bible show on YouTube. It's called Wake Up. And uh, come on. Yeah, one likes it, two likes it, three. Start your day with a scripture. Pray over your day. We have a whole lot of fun. We got dad jokes and uh, Chuck Norris Fridays. We have a whole lot of fun. Usually me just teasing my brother. But it is good times. Amen. So Sal uh, and Joe. Joe, Joe walks into a, a bar and he sees Sal in the bar and he's like, Sal, what in the world are you doing in the bar on, on Valentine's Day? And Sal goes, oh. he goes, I forgot to get my wife anything for Valentine's Day. So that, it's just, she's, she, she, she's fit to be tied. She's like, I'm just laying low. I, I, I just, I just got to hide out for a little while and, and let the anger burn off. And Sal goes, well, Joe, what did, you, what did you do? Did you mess up Valentine's Day? Joe said, no, I nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. What I got my wife made the home, like it changed the whole dynamic of the home. He said, you walk in, it's different. It's night and day of how it was just yesterday. The environment, everything about it. Sal said, well, Joe, what'd you, what'd you get her? He goes, well, I got her a brand new belt and I got her a brand new bag. And he goes, well, how's a belt and a bag going to change your house? I don't even understand that. Joe said, well, it wasn't the belt and the bag. He goes, I had to put the, the new belt and the new bag on the vacuum cleaner. And then dramatically changed the house. Come on, somebody out there. <laughs> what a great Valentine's gift idea. Open up your Bibles to Ephesians 2.10 as we're in our series called On Purpose. Living a life not looking for a purpose, right? So many people got into this bad where they're, they're trying to, I'm trying to discover my purpose, Pastor, and they're leaving things and doing things, right? And they travel and go, I got to go to a different place, searching for a purpose that it's not, it's not something that you discover. Purpose is something that you live and is revealed over a lifetime. 
that in even in a given day, you have three or four or five different purposes that God has placed in front of you. Your purpose could be just encouraging your husband as he goes off to work. Your purpose for this day could be being, saying something nice and, and giving some grace to the, the Starbucks server. Your purpose is, is being something different, light in the office and a job that is well beneath your gifts and talents, just like Joseph was. But I live a life of greatness, and as I do things great in my life, whatever is in front of me, my purpose is revealed over a lifetime. And now it's not my works, but it is God working through me that is able to elevate my life into the places that he has called me. Because I'm not out searching for something, but instead I'm doing something right where I'm at. I live a life on purpose. Right? I get up in the morning, and on purpose, I'm going to let the joy of the Lord be my strength. On purpose, I'm going to do everything with excellence. On purpose, I'm going to be a great husband. On purpose, I'm going to be a great father. On purpose, I'm going to be an encourager. On purpose, I'm going to capture my thoughts. I do my life on purpose. And a life lived on purpose is a purpose-filled life. You get to the end of your life, and you're like, yeah, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. How did I nail it? Because I discovered the one thing? No, because I simply did great on everything that God put in. I, I can't I keep seeing you all over here. It's amazing out there to be able to see you today. Good looking group, amen? Our scripture, our staple scripture for this is, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good work which God prepared in advance for us to do. That what, everything that you need to be great in the season you are in, God has already prepared and put inside of you. It's already there. I love when, when Holly meets with, with, with moms that are struggling, single moms that are struggling with their kids and their teenagers. One of the things that always kind of gets me excited is when she says to them, you have everything you need for this season. God knew ahead of time. Everything. He didn't plan. He, he, he didn't make this happen, but he knew it would happen because he knows the beginning from the end. He knows the end from the beginning. And so he already put inside of you everything you need to parent those children. Some of you with teenagers out there, I need to hear this today, Lord. Right? He's given you all that you need for those teenagers. He's given you all you need in that marriage that you're in. He's given you all you need to deal with that annoying boss that you have at your work. He has given you everything that you need to be successful in the season that you're in. The world wants to say to you, you're missing this and you're missing that. And you're missing all of these things. But God says, no, no, no. You're complete just the way that you are. I made you perfect. You have gifts and talents and abilities that no one else has. Daniel, you got the right stuff to deal with the lions. Joseph, you have the right stuff to be able to deal with the problems that you have there in the prison. He goes through the right Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You have everything. Abraham, you have all that you need. Moses, you have what you need. Today, we're going to talk about our biggest battle that we all have. What's the battle that we have? What's interesting is our biggest battle is God. God we battle so much with God throughout our life. We've been doing it for thousands of years. Of just, it's God's battle. God's battling us. We're battling God. And we're going to look at the story of Moses. And when we look through this, we're going to see so much of ourselves in what Moses is doing. And it is this battle that we have that keeps us from living a life on purpose. Right? Because we won't just do what God asks us to do. We won't just step out where God wants us to step out. We won't just apply what God wants us to apply. We won't believe what God said about us and what we can do and what we can have. And so it's this constant inner battle. Right? We have this war going on of God trying to get you to live a life full of peace. Live a life full of joy. Live a life on purpose. 
And we're battling as Moses is. We see here in Exodus, Exodus 3.11. This is right where uh, God showed up in a burning bush. He's like, hey, you know, you've been wandering around for 40 years doing nothing. I need you to go and let's free Israel out. And so Moses does what most of us do all the time when God asks us to step out. But Moses said to God, come on, God, who am I? Who am I? Who am I going to take that promotion? Who am I to start serving in that area of the church? God, do you even know my past? Do you even know the things I've done? Who am I to write that book? And you stop, God. There's no way. Have you even seen my scores from high school? Who am I to start that business? We begin to argue right when God puts something in front of us. When he says, hey, I'd like you to go and do this. Right away, we begin to war and battle with the creator of the heavens and the earth. And so he began to say, well, who should I be? Go to the next scripture. And God said, I'll be with you. Same thing that he says to us. The world will come and go. People come and go in and out of our lives all the time. But God is the one constant who is always with you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. David, all throughout the Psalms, is talking about, I can do this because God is with me. You are light unto me. You go up ahead of me and you make a way. How many people know God is strong where you are weak? Can I get an amen anywhere out there? So no matter what he puts in front of you, we want to argue, but God's like, I'm going to be with you. Yeah, but I'm weak. He goes, it doesn't matter. I'm strong. Yeah, but I can't. He goes, well, you can do all things for Christ Jesus. He goes, this, this is going to be fine with me and you together. I'm not asking you to go it alone, but I'm saying I will be with you. Next scripture. Moses said to God, suppose I go and they say, you know, the God of your father sent me and they ask me, well, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. It's very powerful when you understand. I remember, you know, growing up in the church, you're like, I am. That's the worst. What, what do you do? What, what kind of answer is that? I am. But then as you begin to really realize, God's saying, I am whatever you need me to be in whatever circumstance you need me to be. You're like, well, you know, I can't. He goes, but I am there for you. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. You're like, but I, I, I'm stuck. He goes, but I am a deliverer. Yeah, but my past. He goes, but I am the righteousness, right? He's like, I am whatever you need me to be in whatever circumstance it is that I'll be what you need me to be so that we can have success in this life. And so here Moses, continue. He's like, well, Moses answers, what if they don't believe me? Go to the next one. We skip out to verse 10. Moses, Lord, and I like this because he's very polite. Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past, nor since you have spoken. With that hit, because they've only been, they haven't been spoke, speaking that long. He's like, God, I haven't even grown in my speaking since we've been talking. I'm not good at this. I am slow of speech and tongue. And then God says something. The Lord said to him, who gave you him? Who gave you your mouse? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and I will help you speak. I will help you do that thing. I will help you be successful. I will help you love. I will help you forgive. I'll help you be a great father. I'll help you be a great husband. I'll help you. He's like, I'll help you, right? Speak what to say. But Moses said, once again, he's very polite. Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. Then the Lord's anger began to burn. It was then. It was in the argument when God says, come on, I need you to do. And we say, God, send somebody else. God says, come on, you can do it. He's like, I can't. God says, you're smart enough. He's like, come on, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> come on, have you, have you even seen what my teacher said? Have you heard what my teacher said about me in high school? I'm not smart. He's like, but you're gifted. 
What gifts are you talking about, God? I don't have any gifts. What gifts do I possibly have? He's like, come on, I, let's go do a great future. You're like, God, do you know about my past? Do you know the things that, I, that, that I've gone through? Do you know those? And now you're asking me to do this? This is, this is outside of my wheelhouse, God. And how many people know that everything is in God's wheelhouse? It doesn't matter what's in my wheelhouse. God likes it when we have to do something that we are horrible at because then he gets all of the glory. Come on. God wants you to do the things that are impossible to you because now I have to empower, employ God into my life. And so we look at things and go, well, I can't do that. That should excite you because that means that there's more that God has to do. The more that God has to do, because God will always fill the gap in between what I can do and what I can't do. God is that gap filler. And so we have to be, right? Come on, somebody out there. Our battle is, you know what I'm talking about. Our battle's in here. This is our battle. Where we war with God. We have what's called a war of words. We're constantly battling with God. Constantly battling everything. And you know, for God, right, in the creation process, everything was really easy until he got to man. You ever think about I'm right? You ever thought about that? Everything, everything God asked to do, did it. Everything, he just followed his. Right? He just followed it until he got to man. He said, "Let there be light," and light didn't go. Nah, not feeling it. I don't feel like I'm very lighty today. I'm not. I'm just not. I just right. Right? No, it just became light. He said, "All right, I need the land to see. I need you all to to, to part ways and, and separate." And the land goes, nah, we've been together so long. We're not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not ready to go off on my own. And so now, no thank you. Right? Birds, I need you to fly. Right? And fish, I need you to go in, in, in the sea. And the birds didn't go, like you didn't have a hummingbird go, have you seen the data? It's impossible for me to fly. Like all the science says, that with these little tiny wings, there's no way that I possibly can. Have you looked? God, do you know that? No, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. It's impossible for me to do. I have not been, you did not give me what I need to be able to fly. No, they just go, okay. But how many Christians go out there? Have you seen the data? Have you seen my test scores? Have you seen what I can't do, God? There's no way I can do that. We're the only ones that argue with God. Only ones. Everything else just did what God asked. They said, all right. Sun, I need you to be day in the night, or day during the day, and moon, I need you to be uh, light at night. And the moon goes, uh, I don't light up. I don't know if you knew that, God. Yeah, I, I just don't. I have no lighty. I, I have the inability to light up, right? And God, right, so I'm not going to do that. But God's like, no, no, I created you to be a reflection of the sun. How many people know that you are created to be a reflection of the sun? Yeah. Come on, just because you don't have the light up ability doesn't mean that God's shining through. You can't light up your world. We argue, right? Everything else. We didn't, nothing else ever argued until you got to man. And it was funny to me when I thought, right, God just gives man one instruction. Don't eat the fruit. That's the only thing he said. Right, light had to be light. Everything, there's still to be a light today, still working today. He said, don't touch the fruit. We couldn't even do that. The one thing, just one. We couldn't even do that. He tells Abraham, go. Abraham doesn't go. Right? He just stays for a period of time. Right? He he, he, everything, everywhere that he goes, he's telling, Jonah, I need you to go to Nineveh. Jonah's like, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. Now, the whale listened to God when he said, go eat Jonah. But man didn't listen going to Nineveh. All right. And this is the struggle of God gets out. Right? Every morning, here's his struggle with you, with me, and all of us. He's like, go. And we're like, no, no, thank you. Rather not. A little busy. I don't think I'm gifted. I don't think I'm talented. It's the war inside of us that keeps us from living a life on purpose. With my granddaughter, Olive, my, she's two years old. My goal is, is never to tell her no. That's my goal as grandpa. 
is not to tell her no. Because guess what? I parented now for 28 years. I've done saying no. I've said no so many times. All I say is no, no, don't. What are you doing? Don't touch that. Don't, do that. don't put your hand there. What are you putting your, where's your pants? Who goes outside without pants? What are we even doing right there? No, don't say that. Don't do right. It's all right. For 28 years, and now I've got a granddaughter. I say, whatever you want. Get it. Get your hands on it. Whatever you want. I'm excited. Right? And she's so good. But there does come a point where I have to finally go, please no. Like it's, it's a kind of a please no. Right? Where I'm watching her and we're just giving candy and we got these little three musketeer bars. Right? And there comes a point where I'm like, sweetie, I know you want another one. Can we wait till after? And I'm actually asking her, can we wait till after lunch, please? Because I think 12 is the cutoff number. I think we're done. I think we've had enough. And she goes, all right. So, so no, after lunch, we'll have some more. And she goes, and she just looks, and she's so good. She just goes, okay, Grandpa, let's go watch, let's go watch uh, Super Kitties. So I'm like, huh? And here's the thing. And I don't know if this is women in your DNA, if you already know it, because at two years old, I feel like she already knows what she's doing. She knows that for a man, I believe, if you can get a man busy doing one thing, because I can only do one thing at a time. That's all I can do. So I'm trying to get Hello Kitties. I'm on the television. Finally, navigated it all, got it on. And then I'm like, hey, where'd you go? Because I can't find Hello Kitties and watch you at the same time. So I'm like, all of And then if she doesn't answer me, then I know that we're somewhere we're not supposed to be. She always answers crap. Olive! Olive! And finally I get in the kitchen, Olive! And then she comes out of the pantry with her hands like this. I said, Olive, what do you have in your hands? Nothing, Grandpa. I said, Olive, what do you have in your hands? So she takes and she goes, she goes, nothing. And I go, show me the other hand. Two years old. Nothing. Is there a training? Is there a course for this? Where did you, how do you even know this? Let me see both your hands. She goes like this and there's a little three musketeers in there. I go, Olive May. She goes, I got you candy. I said, no. I said, no. I said, no, you didn't. I said, I don't want it. She goes, well, can I have it? No, you can't have it. No, Olive, I need you to go put it back right now. Go put it away. And, and then after lunch. But then to watch, like, even a two-year-old human behavior when we have to do something we don't want to do. She does, it's like her legs weigh a thousand pounds right now. Where she goes. It's so exaggerated. I'm like, oh my gosh, stop. And I wonder how many of us are like, oh, fine, I'll forgive. But it's so, right? Okay, I'll work hard, Pastor. I'll do my best. But everything we do is this drag on, right? When God's only concern is he wants the best for you. Grandpa just wants the best for you. That's all God wants. He's like, I just need, come on, somebody out there. I just need you. Just need you. Just to simply... Do what I ask when I ask it, not for any other thing, but to live a life on purpose that is making a difference and will put you right where God wants you to go. There's a pattern, crazy pattern. God, for thousands, every, you throw it throughout the Bible, through our own lives is this war of words on the inside of us. God says, go. We said, no. God says, right. We said, I don't want to. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I can handle that. I can, right? God is always trying to get us to step out into the impossible. Israel, get you all the way to the promised land. Part the Red Sea. Uber, the first Uber Eats all ever. Delivering the food to air mail to you, right? Light at night. Everything is great. Get to, get to the promised land. 
Yes, it has everything. It's flowing with milk and honey. Yeah, got it. All right, go get it. Uh, we can't. Well, I know you can't, but you can with me, with God. God's like, it's possible. Even, right, even Joshua and Caleb said, no, 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 with God, it's possible. Or they're trying to be the voice. But so many times, it's the spies in us that convince us not to step out. It's the spies that look at the circumstance that tells us not to do. It's the spies out there. It's the culture of the day. It's what we hear from Hollywood. It's what we hear from the CNN and the Fox. It's what we hear in the news that becomes elevated above God's word and what God has said to us instead of just stepping out. We're the only ones. When people know that the bees don't get up tomorrow and go, yeah, we're done pollinating. Now we're out. I don't identify as a bee anymore. I'm a moose. No, I am. I feel like moosing today. Come on, somebody out there. I feel like being a moose today. They don't do that. The lions don't go, yeah, we're vegans. So, I don't know. We're going to Peter Jungle. Have a great day today. They just are a bee. Bee, bee. Be a lion. It's a set in motion. We're the only ones that battle God every step of the way to what God wants to bring into our lives, what he wants to do in you and I. We're the ones that battle it all the time. I was thinking about today, we're, we're PCs when we're supposed to be Macs. I don't know, I'm touching some people like, hey, now you're talking crazy. Just so you know me, I was a PC lover for 23 years. I argued. Anyone that was a Mac, I argued, right? Here's the thing about the PC. I didn't realize this until 23 years in. The PC ra rarely works. I'm sorry, Billy Gates, right? He, he created something that you couldn't put in any other product ever and have people buy it. If you drove down your car and all of a sudden it stopped steering on the freeway and you had to hit control, all delete and wait three minutes for it to work, if it only started half the time that you tried to start it, Right? You would never buy that car. Even a can opener. Then half the time, the little wheels decide not to run. You're like, well, that's a horrible can opener. You're supposed to work every time. But a PC, you turn it on, it's rolling the dice. I don't know if you're going to work or not. Most of the time you don't. Control-Alt-Delete is the most used feature on the thing. Who makes a product that has to reset almost every single time? I simply want to print something with a PC. Right? Print. He goes, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Print. It's like, I don't find a printer. It's right there. It's not connected. There's a cord running to you. I'm looking at it. Hey, I can't find it. It's, I don't know what to, well, you need a new driver. What happened to the old driver? He's like, what did you do with it? I didn't do anything with it. What did you do with it? Where did the driver that you had one hour ago go? He's like, I don't know. Right, go find another one. So you go to find another one, and it goes, oh, you have a virus. I got a virus trying to get the driver that you lost? Yeah. Start me in safe mode. What is safe mode? Why do I even have to do that? So I'm at the office in 2015, and I'm battling my, my, my PC. And my partner goes, what's going on? I'm like, he won't get on internet, right? The internet's right there. I see the router. He doesn't find the router. I don't know why. He goes, you know, he goes, that's why I have a Mac. I go, they're like four times as much. He goes, yeah, but when is that outdated? I go, I, go, I don't know. I bought it this morning, so it's already outdated. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how fast they are. He's like, you got to buy one a year. He goes, I've had this one for seven years. I said, stop. He goes, here's the thing about the Mac. Sounds like I'm doing a Mac commercial today. But it is, I'm, and I am, I'm a believer. He goes, you turn a Mac on and it works. 
I mean, what do you mean? He goes, it always works. It never doesn't work. It always works. I said, okay. Got in my car, went drove in, bought a Mac. Probably the best purchase I've ever made in my entire life. I'll be honest with you. Best purchase. I use that from 2015 to 2022, the same Mac every time. It always worked. I hit an app, it always worked. I was always surprised. I've never had, I didn't even think it worked. Control Delete does anything on my Mac. It just always worked. And even after seven years, I gave it to Baylor. It still works for him. I got me a new Mac, right? It just works. How many people know that we got to stop being a PC that doesn't work when God tries to get us to do something? We got to be a Mac that I'm always ready. I'm always prepared. Whatever God you have in front of me, I'm ready to do it. I'm not the guy that's like, well, I don't know where the forgiveness driver went. I don't have that driver. I, I, sorry, I, lo I have the envy virus. And so I just deal with that, God. I don't know what to tell you. Hebrews said this. I'm going to close with this last scripture. Hebrews 11.3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things unseen. Who's framing your world? Who's framing your world? Something's framing it. Is your doubt and things you can't do and, and the drivers you're missing and the gifts you don't, is these words on the inside of you framing your world or is it the word of God that says what you can do and what you can have, that you can live a life in possibilities, that you can have the joy of the Lord always as your strength, that I can live a life full of peace, I can live a life full of happiness, that I can live a life on purpose, that I can go forth into my week and my day full of hope and expectation of great things happening, whose words are framing your life which words are there so many times we say pastor you know I'm not blank right I'm not gifted I'm not smart I'm not intelligent but it's not about what you're not it's about whose I am you are come on somebody he is the I am we get so caught up in all the things that we can't do and all the things that we can't have and we say things like God if you will, I will. That's the biggest thing that we'll say on the inside. We always want God and then we. Because like, no, 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 no. You and then I will. Israelites, go into the promised land and I will deliver it into your hands. But you got to go. Because we say, bring me the promised land and then I'll go. God's like, no, go. Then the promises. We say, God, when you give me lots of money, I'll tithe. He says, no, tithe, and then I will bless you. There's always the you do and step out in faith, which frames my world. Well, I'll love her when she starts doing this, this, and this. God says, no, no, that's not how it works. You first love her as Christ loved the church. And then by the cleansing, by the water of the word, she begins to do this, this, and this. It's you, and then you get we can't wait for the blessings. Well, God, when you give me lots of money, I'll start a business. He says, no, no, no. Start a business that I put in front of you. Step out. Let me work in you. And then the money begins to come into your life. It's always a step out in the faith because I've allowed God's word to frame the inside of me. Rather than the world. God is the I am, whatever you need. I'm broke. He says, but I am the provider. Yeah, hey, I'm sick. He says, well, I'm the healer. I'm unhappy. He goes, I'll be your joy. You're like, but I can't. He says, but you can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens you. But I'm stuck. He's like, but I am the deliverer. Yeah, but my past. He goes, but I am your future. Yeah, but all the things I've done wrong, the sin and the mistakes I made. He says, but I am your righteousness. Whatever you need me to be, I am that for your life. And if you'll step out in the great I am, God says, I am everything that you need me to be in this life. Stop allowing your life to be framed 
by the negativity and the doubt and the arguments, but instead live a life just like the lions, like a Mac. You ask me to do it, God? Not do it. Not because I think I can do it, because I know I can do it through Christ Jesus. That's a difference. Well, I don't know if I can make this marriage work. Yeah, you can. But through Christ Jesus, you can. Yeah, God. Working with God, you and God, you can love. You can bring the passion back. You can work this thing out. Well, I don't know if I can father this teenager. Yeah, you can. Because God will step in where you can't. He just needs you to go. Just do the things you can do. Be great with what he's given you to be great with. Be great in that job. I don't know if I can, I can forgive. Yeah, you can. With God. Whatever it is. We have to be max in this world. That when God says go, we go. He says print, we print. He says open that app, we open that app. We love, we encourage, we build up. We live a life of greatness. We do excellence in whatever's in front of us. This is the world. We're joyful. We're happy. We're encouraging. This is who God has created us to be. We just need to be what we were created to be. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. You're watching out there. I encourage you to be generous. As we all be generous today, give whatever that uh, means to you, whatever God puts in your heart, there's a number of different ways that you can give. And so into this ministry, it allows us to really further the gospel, to make a difference in this world. If you're here today, or if you're watching online and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. It's very simple. It's very easy. We're going to say a prayer out loud. If you say it with me and believe it, you have it. It's very simple. It's very easy. Well, you know, I, I, you don't know all the things I've done wrong. Yeah, once again, God steps in. He's your righteousness. Jesus died on the cross for all your sins. The Bible says, whosoever believes that no man can enter into heaven through their works. Meaning you can't work it. He says, I already worked it. You don't have to work it for me. I already worked it. Just believe. You believe first, and the eternity is yours. And so we're going to say it for out loud. If you say it with me, believe it, you have it. Everybody out loud, please. Dear me, Father, I ask you right now, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Produced to you, Living Word Virtual Church Community. Each week, we come together during the live stream, chatting with each other through live comment sections. Then, during the week, our virtual church community reconnects in online share groups to discuss the weekend service and study the Word. To sign up, visit the Living Word Virtual Church Community page on our website. We'll see you there.